explorers, and welcome to another Q&A episode of Unbroken. I'm your host, Alexandra Amor. And a reminder that I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your questions about an overeating habit or another habit that you're struggling with. You can submit that, uh, your, you can submit your question to alexandraamore.com forward slash question. So the question today that I'm going to address is this. When I feel a craving, it feels like life and death. How do I stop that? So this, again, is a question from my uh, struggle with overeating, and I hope it's helpful for you to talk about this. So when I experienced food cravings, they did really feel um, like life and death. They felt kind of like I was possessed. It felt like it felt overwhelming kind of in my body. You know, every once in a while I would bump into someone really uh, kind of unkind who would say something, you know, if I was explaining that feeling, they would say something like, well, just put your fork down. Like, what's the big deal? Just stop going to the fridge. But the driving feeling that I experienced uh, wasn't one that obviously was that easy to to deal with to battle to set aside and just pretend that it wasn't there now I know enough to know that that feeling uh, is part of our divine design and that it was trying so hard to get my attention and that's why the feeling felt so strong And I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for how strong it was. I'm grateful for how persistent it was because it finally did get my attention. And um, as I began to explore this understanding, the inside out understanding, and began to see what those cravings were really about, that's when they began to fall away. But let's go back to the to when they feel like life and death, um, which you may have experienced as well. And so I'll just say a little bit more about what that felt like um, in the hope that this might resonate with you. Um, it felt like the craving, like it was it was kind of on my mind and in my attention and... Um, other th- like if I was sitting watching a TV program and had a craving for potato chips, let's say, um, I could think about very little else until I dealt with that, until I went and got the potato chips. And I could try to ignore it, um, but it did take a lot of um, energy to do that. And it often felt like the other things that were going on in my life kind of got the volume went down on them because I was, I was having to pay so much attention to the craving in me, um, and trying to fight with it. And then eventually I I would just give up. Of course, it just, it it was too hard. It took too much energy. Uh, it really felt compulsive. And, um, again, that's for a reason that feeling is trying to get our attention. So what I wanted to say, I wanted to say a couple of things about this is one is that when we feel that kind of um, driving need, it's not a comment on um, our moral failing or our 
lack of willpower, like I talked about in last week's episode, or our inability to take care of ourselves. Uh, It's not, it's just not a comment on those sorts of things. And of course, that's how we interpret them, right? We're trying to um, get rid of the drive to overeat. We're trying to stop it from coming around. We're trying to circumvent it with all the tools and strategies that we use. And when we fail at doing that, it can, it can be really devastating. And I know for sure that I had 30 years of feeling like a failure, feeling like I had this one task that I wanted to do, which was to, to stop my cravings or overpower them you know with my will and I failed and I failed again and again and again for all those years and in one way failing was a relief because then I I wasn't um, using all that energy to fight the the craving but then of course on the other hand it felt terrible because I was uh, falling down on this goal that I had set myself Um, so yeah, a lot of kind of complex and, and feelings that were in opposition to one another. And we all know that cycle. Um, I've even seen it described in some of the, of the more psychological old paradigm, psychological texts that I studied in relation to trying to heal this problem that, you know, the tension of, of the craving builds up and up and up and, then there's relief that comes with giving in to the craving and then recrimination starts and that goes up around in in the cycle uh, and then the whole thing starts all over again. So I'm very familiar with that and I suspect you are too. So that was the first thing that I wanted to say that, that when we can set aside um, any thoughts and feelings that we have beating ourselves up for fighting cravings and then failing and uh, giving into them, that can really lighten the load uh, of our thinking. And it, in our culture, it can seem very counterintuitive, but um, thinking less about this about this quote-unquote problem that we have, these cravings that we have, giving it a lot less weight or holding it much more lightly, um, not considering it to be a problem is is a really great first step toward healing it. And that was something that took me a long time to grasp because I was just so used to seeing those cravings as the enemy. They really felt like they were the thing that uh, I had to defeat. I had to figure this out. And uh, the longer the battle that went on, the worse, of course, I felt. The other thing is that when we start to explore this inside-out understanding, we do recognize that our experience is changeable and that, or variable, that's another word that... Um, I talked to Christian McNeil and Barbara Sarah Smith about on a couple of earlier interview episodes of the podcast. 
And seeing this is one of the things that actually really helps us to hold our cravings lighter and to um, layer less thinking onto them, kind of quiet our thinking down a little bit. When we realize that our experience comes and goes, it's our experience is like a river or like the weather, like the clouds in the sky, it's shifting and changing all the time. And there's really nothing we need to do about that, that it it quiets down on its own and it speeds up on its own as well. But what, when we begin to see that, then a little space develops between us and our thinking and feeling because we realize we're not um, really, the bottom line is we're not responsible in a way for the things that are flowing through us. And so that was key for me as well, was really seeing that changeable nature of um, of my feelings and knowing that I didn't need to do anything about them. So that's the big thing. Very often when we have an overeating habit or another kind of habit that's unwanted, um, we're using the substance, whatever it is, to to control our feelings, you know, to control our mood, to make ourselves feel better. And which is perfectly natural, perfectly innocent. There's nothing wrong with that. And when we begin to see that we don't actually have to do that, that if I'm in a bad mood, uh, it's going to last as long as it lasts, just like a rainstorm, and then it's going to settle down again and go away. And this is is really key to helping us to heal uh, an unwanted habit, because suddenly our peace of mind is not dependent on our moods. And we can be at peace uh, even when things are a bit stormy within us. So so those are the, the two main points that I wanted to make about that question, about why cravings feel so persuasive and um, how do we deal with that. So I hope that's been helpful for you. And again, if you'd like to submit a question, please do. I'd love to hear from you. You can do that at alexandraamore.com forward slash question. And uh, I'm sending you away with lots of love and I will talk to you again next week. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening. I hope you found the show helpful and uplifting. You'll find all the backlist episodes and show notes at unbrokenpodcast.com. If you'd like to connect, go to alexandraamore.com forward slash connect. I'll see you next time.